Everybody's bringing a sense of joy, a sense of welcoming, and every guest, every audience member, every musician who comes up to me is just like, oh, this is so exciting, this is so great. So, so I've been thinking about sort of this gratitude that I have for everybody else's gratitude. You know, I'm the artistic director, so I'm a more public face, so I get to receive a lot of the accolades, but it is about this giant team behind that is making that happen. It's the first time, and it's so exciting to be here in Vancouver for it. There's so many diverse groups. I'm sure you're talking to a lot of the musicians. Um, so many groups, and um, I'm so excited to hear all of the new music that's being performed here. There's just so many new pieces here and composers that have never been performed here. There was never any relationship between them and anybody in Canada even. That may be one of the reasons that it's exciting for the audience. It's what I want to do, which is to write music that's spatialized, where the musicians are surrounding the audience or up on balconies or, or different levels uh, and have to coordinate in special ways to get the piece across and often uh, immerse the audience in sound, like uh, just basically surround them like a surround sound kind of stereo system, but each one is a real person. It's how we listen to sound in the real world. You walk down the street and you, your ears are always open and you hear cars and, and birds and people talking and they're all 360 degrees around you and above you and below you. And that's kind of how I envision the music I write. We're hearing from some of the organizers and participants in the recent World Music Days Vancouver Music Festival. And we're also hearing from Jordan Nobles, a composer who had three pieces on over the week-long festival and whose piece, Skywriting, we're hearing for 18 electric guitars. This was the last concert that I went to at the World Music Days Festival. It was the second to last night of the event. And uh, I got there about 11 o'clock. The concert before it had gone long, so it took me a little while to walk over there. And I, I walked into the Vancouver Central Library, which is, by the way, shaped like the Roman Colosseum. So it's this giant circular building. And the music is happening in an atrium. I just followed other people in. And it's, it's kind of outdoors and indoors at the same time. And we're all kind of standing, or some people are lying down, some people are sitting, others are just milling around and letting the the sound of 18 electric guitars just wash over them. Visually, it was pretty stunning as well because it's this giant granite structure, a wall with all of these well, exactly like what you think of, like, like with a Roman aqueduct, these porticos that are carved out of it. And in each one, there's a guitarist standing, wailing away. It was really quite an experience for me. It was the last thing that I heard at the Vancouver World Music Days. Welcome to Relevant Tones. I'm Seth Bosted, and today's program is part one of In the Field, World Music Days, Vancouver. This will be the first of two parts covering this week-long festival that was recently held in Vancouver. It was really a pleasure to be able to go. The last World Music Days that I was at was in Wrocław, Poland in 2014, so I missed a couple of years. And I think, you know, uh, from, from my point of view, World Music Days is really the most important contemporary music festival in the world. And I say that because it's, it's it's one of the most ambitious by far, and uh, but but it's also it's pretty comprehensive. I mean, there are people from so many different countries who are there, and, and so if if you want to get your finger on the pulse of what's happening internationally in contemporary music, World Music Days is the way to go. It's held in a different city every year, and it's actually a pretty interesting process how a city 
bids to hold the World Music Days Festival. Eventually, we also had really good support from the government of British Columbia and uh, the BC Music Fund and from SOCAN Foundation. And these things are gradually added, and we did some individual fundraising. Uh, fundraising has been a big part of all this because, and David was working with some of the concert partners to find uh, how they could be involved. On the other hand, we had to make sure we had funding to do it, so we, we've been having dreams and trying to work on them together. And, uh, and then about, a, I guess, about a year ago, a little bit more than a year ago, we had our Call for Works, which is a big step in the whole process. We uh, had over 600 ap applications, and, and it's the job of, of us and uh, Dave as artistic director, you know, to, to put together those pieces with the ensembles. Um, and and our, our model was that the ensembles choose the works that they like. That's Jim Hiscott talking about the process of putting together this bid to host World Music Days in Vancouver. And Jim is a composer. He's also the head of the Canadian League of Composers. And again, he's the guy who, who really uh, got this whole process started, put together the panel, and then they identified David Pay as the artistic director. Uh, he also did a marvelous job. There were a lot of other people involved, and we'll talk more about that. But they all did a great job. It, it was one of the best uh, attended and best run festivals that I've been to, and, uh, and I've been to quite a few. So so congrats to all of them. Uh, let's hear some music now. I want to play a piece by Charlotte Bray for orchestra. Charlotte is kind of a rising star in the UK. Her piece is called At the Speed of Stillness. Here's Charlotte to tell us a little bit about her concept for this piece. The piece was mainly inspired by a surrealist poet called Dora Maar. Um, and the poem mainly focuses on a hummingbird um, and it's amazing in its use of perspective. And that's what I really um, took from the poem in terms of what I could do musically. Um, there was another inspiration that was also um, in the east of England where I wrote the work. Uh, there's this huge uh, nuclear power station which then kind of transforms the landscape throwing these electricity pylons across the landscape. And... Um, the idea of this kind of immense source of power, yet it's kind of hidden. Most of the time you choose to ignore the electricity pylons going across the countryside. So um, it was a concept similar to that of the hummingbird, where something is uh, moving incredibly fast, but yet it seems motionless. Um, and even though these sources of inspiration are incredibly different, um, it seemed to me that they were both saying the same thing to me musically and how I could explore those sources of inspiration. That's Charlotte Bray talking about the piece we're about to hear, At the Speed of Stillness. This is one of the orchestra concerts at the World Music Days Festival. Unfortunately, we're trying to turn around these programs rather quickly, and we don't yet have that audio. So what we're going to play is a version of the piece by the Alderberg World Orchestra with Sir Mark Elder conducting. Here is At the Speed of Stillness by composer Charlotte Bray.
That's music by Charlotte Bray. I think it does everything that she says it should do. We heard here the Alderberg World Orchestra. This was actually the world premiere performance, and it was led by conductor Sir Mark Elder. One of the highlights of the festival was a choral concert. It happened in the Christchurch Cathedral, and the piece I want to play is by Jordan Nobles. It's called Lux Antiqua, and uh, wow, is Jordan passionate about astronomy, about stars, and about the inspiration for this piece. A lot of my pieces are actually inspired by physical phenomena, natural phenomenon, uh, nebulas and constellations and orbits of planets and the like, just because I find it an awe-inspiring kind of thing. Obviously, Lux Antigua is inspired by um, this kind of thing. Here's some star names. Altholomene, Denebula, Aldebaran, Mencolinon, Maya Placidus, Zubinel Genubi, Alioth, Shuba, Deneb El Gidi, Zahaya. Like, these are just beautiful names. A lot of them are Arabic, uh, because I believe um, 2,000, 3,000 years ago, they were naming stars. But uh, also, all these names uh, don't have an origin. Um, I mean, we don't know when they were called that, because the stars that have names have been around for, well, longer than us. So the stars that you can't see but you can only see with a telescope, have designations and numbers and, and whatnot. But the stars that you can see were named thousands of years ago. So we don't actually know who and what the origin of the name is. Many cultures are represented. Arabic is a Chinese name. There's lots of Greek names and Latin names. And I tried to include as many as I could. As Jordan Nobles talking about the piece we're about to hear, Lux Antiqua, inspired by the beautiful beautiful names of stars. Uh, I find that to be very interesting, and I, I share his passion, and I share his passion for this piece. The performance here is by the Esoterics, a group from Seattle. They're led by Eric Banks, and it's interesting to note that this piece was chosen not only to be performed at World Music Days in 2017, but also for World Music Days 2014. At any rate, here are the Esoterics to perform Lux Antiqua by Jordan Nobles.
That's a piece inspired by astronomy, specifically stars and the names of stars, many of which were given by Arabic philosophers. And that is the text of this piece, Lux Antiqua, by Jordan Nobles. We heard a performance here by the Esoterics group from Seattle, but this piece was chosen to be performed at World Music Days in Vancouver. It was performed in the Christchurch, and it was a memorable experience for me. Myself and my producer, Sarah Zwinkless, had the great opportunity to travel to Vancouver and be there for a week of incredible musical performances by composers and performers from all over the world. You are listening to Relevant Tones, a show featuring the music of contemporary composers. My program today is part one of In the Field, World Music Days, Vancouver, featuring music by composers and performers that we met at what I consider to be the world's most important contemporary music festival. To subscribe to our podcast, or for streaming versions of this and all previous episodes, or if you'd like to get a playlist of the music you've heard today, you can visit us at relevanttones.com. Alexander Shelley, becoming the new music director for the National Arts Center Orchestra, wanted to have a program that I guess showcased diversity, talked about the lives of four strong Canadian women, gave sort of a national portrait from a relatively female perspective and from composers with four very different voices. These are composers whose music you wouldn't normally hear in one show. They asked me if I would consider writing a piece about Amanda Todd and thinking about the story of this young girl who was tormented and bullied and eventually killed herself, I thought, I don't know if I want to do that. I don't want to write a requiem. I don't want to live in the misery that she lived in. So I was very much leaning towards no. And then I met Carol Todd, Amanda's mother. And that was just a revelation. I talked to Carol about her daughter and about how positive her daughter was and you know how she loved music and she loved the color purple, which I seem to be wearing every day uh, this whole month. And about, um, you know, how empowering it was for her after all this bullying to stand up for herself and make a video and tell people her side of the story and that she was also this you know tolerant and forgiving sort of a person that you know she was being kind to people despite what happened and carol took this and ran with it and developed the amanda todd legacy foundation and is now saving kids lives and so this was a story i wanted to tell That's composer Jocelyn Morlock talking about the piece that we're about to hear. My name is Amanda Todd. This is a very famous and and heartbreaking story, Uh, but I I do really admire what she says, and and, and especially what the mother of Amanda says, Carol Todd, who says that perhaps we can use this as as a positive thing to try and counteract cyberbullying, and I certainly hope that that's the case. Uh, Jocelyn is somebody I'm really happy I was able to speak with. She is the composer in residence at the Vancouver Symphony Orchestra. She was really a central figure at the festival. She curated the orchestral concerts, and uh, she was one of the first people that I heard because this piece, My Name is Amanda Todd, was on the opening concert called Life Reflected. And this in itself was the end of of this project. The, The orchestra had toured this all over Canada, and so they brought it back to Vancouver for the opening night of World Music Days Festival. So it was a poignant evening all the way around. Here is the Vancouver Symphony Orchestra, led by Bramwell Tovey, to perform My Name is Amanda Todd by Jocelyn Morlock.
This music by Jocelyn Morlock. My name is Amanda Todd. I thought this was a great piece. I was at this concert. I really, really enjoyed that piece. Again, it's called My Name is Amanda Todd. We heard the Vancouver Symphony Orchestra, led by Bramwell Tovey. We have time for one more piece on today's program, the first part in our two-part series, In the Field, World Music Days, Vancouver. And the piece is by Austrian composer Stefan Prinz, who is uh, definitely an up-and-coming composer in Europe. And uh, the piece has a, has a really, really fascinating background. Stefan is inspired by, among other things, virtual reality. I'm more fan of the word augmented reality or hybrid reality. Mm-hmm. It's interesting, you've seen kind of a change also, when you read about it sociologically, um, how people perceived, like in the 90s, there was like this virtual reality boom and everyone was talking about soon we will live in this virtual reality. The world was still very much conceived of a binary world where you have reality and virtuality. Um, and that's not the case anymore today. We don't, our world is already virtual. Look at all our smartphones here where this is another another window um, into another reality, but it's part of our reality also, like Pokemon Go also. It's like an augmentation of our reality. It's not something that's a different thing. It really is completely integrated in our, our world. So in that sense, I like the word augmented reality or hybrid reality more because it shows that it's really, it has become one thing. That's composer Stefan Prinz talking about, well, the piece we're about to hear, but also talking about his inspiration with video games, with with augmented reality, all, all of these things that are becoming such a part of our daily lives. I, I think this is a huge new realm for artists of all kinds. I mean, you're talking about a, a brand new world to explore in terms of augmented reality, uh, video games and technology. And Stefan Prinz is really, I think, at the forefront of that. There are 200 some odd pieces that are being performed, and some of these come from the performer. Some of them are specifically trying to represent Canadian composers. Uh, Any country that hosts World Music Days, of course, is going to want to shine a spotlight on their own composers. Many of the pieces were recommended by the delegates. There are dozens of delegates from countries around the world, and that's where Stefan Prinz fits into it all. Here is the Decoder Ensemble from Hamburg to perform his piece Hende ona Orta, his entry for the World Music Days Festival in Vancouver.
Hende Ona Orta, uh, loosely translated as Hands Without Places. 
the piece is by Stefan Prinz, Austrian composer, and it was performed at the World Music Days Festival in Vancouver. But here we heard a performance by the Decoder Ensemble from Hamburg. And uh, I think this really shows the eclectic nature of the festival. This is only the first part of what we're covering, and this is a small small percentage of what we heard overall but it's fascinating to me when you, when you hear music from all over the world well you're going to hear an incredible cornucopia of, of, of different styles and different ideas we heard music from lithuania music from canada music from the united states music from asia i mean it's just incredible what is happening and world music days i, I think is really at the fulcrum of all of this so this is all the time that we have on the program today for part one of in the field world music days vancouver but i certainly hope you'll join us next time for part two. Relevant Tones has been produced by Sarah Zwinklis, and our production intern is Patrick Hochberger. Heather McDougall is the project manager, and the executive producer is Tony Macaluso. Relevant Tones is made possible by the generous support of the Aaron Copeland Fund for Music and the listener supporters of WFMT. I'm Seth Bostead from the WFMT Radio Network, Chicago.